My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hey folks, so in spirit of, you know, the holiday season, planters supporting planters, um, yeah, my episodes this week are really going to be focused on planters who are doing other things and have really cool offerings, um, you know, that could potentially be something that you'd want to support. Um, I mean, obviously we're getting kind of close here, but uh, yeah, I think there's there's definitely still time and even just something to consider regardless, especially with this episode here of just like something that you could potentially incorporate just into your daily life, but definitely during your planting season. And so I sit down with my good buddy, Pete, um, who, yeah, I actually haven't like talked to in a long time. So it was great to just catch up with him and to also like hear a bit more about his planting story because yeah, he's been planting since high school. So like pretty fucking long time. (laughs) So we go into like his story of, yeah, how he got into it. And, um, you know, his early days at the BK Lounge and like what the shift to planting was like and and kind of how he's really like transformed that over the last like decade and a half pretty much um, into, you know, like year round or pretty much year round work from home. And, you know, within that sort of the evolution that he's had in the last couple of years, uh, just really like discovering the powers of of mushrooms and like the medicinal powers of mushrooms and, and even just like other herbs and and plants and just like plant medicine. So yeah, he's started up this like really cool, um, tincture business. And yeah, so we go into that and just like the kind of tinctures that he's making and like what would be good, um, as a planter to be using. And yeah, they're all based like out of Nelson, but he's yeah, super available. Um, you know, if you're interested in some of the products I've linked in the show notes, his Instagram and his Facebook. So you can totally just like reach out to him on either of those, send him a DM and, um, ask for more information, um, if you need it. Um, cause of course we go over all the products that he's currently offering, um, in this interview and he talks about, yeah, like where, where he's getting all of his sources, um, which are all local, which is like super amazing. So yeah, like local Canadian grown and even like locally, like BC grown stuff. And he's of course going out and has been like, you know, picking the mushrooms and now even like growing some himself. So yeah, it's like it's like a one man show pretty much right now. Um, yeah, so it's something that I really want to get the word out to showcase like what he's doing because I really believe in it and I really believe in um, like plant medicine in all forms, you know, not just like psychedelic or whatever, but but just in like all the healing modalities that like plants can offer us and and for us especially as tree planters, like we're so connected to that, just like being surrounded by it so much. So. 
yeah, um, like I'm probably going to be getting, um, yeah, like one of his tinctures for myself, like probably that immune boosting one that he's like recommending because it sounds super incredible. So, um, yeah, this is definitely something I want to pass on and like spread the word about. So if you have other people that may be interested in this, definitely pass along this episode and pass along Pete's info. And, you know, this is something that I would love to like continue to grow in the planting community and, and especially maybe even like within companies, um, to just keep everyone healthier. Um, and I mean, nothing more fitting really during these times, um, to keep our, our bodies really healthy and our immune systems in check. So, so this could be, um, a really beautiful, like natural alternative for next season, perhaps like within companies of just like something that can be available to planters. So, um, you know, Pete's kind of already been doing that within his own company, which he chats about a bit. So it's just like, it's a really cool thing he's got going on and he's a super awesome guy. So, so yeah, uh, take a listen and, um, yeah, pass it, pass it along and, and consider supporting him and, and getting some tinctures, um, yeah, in the next little while here. So with that, I'll just uh, get right to the episode, and I hope you all enjoy it. All right, Pete, what's up? Hey, what's up, Aaron, bro? <laughs> Long time no talkie. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Stoked um, to be on here. Yeah, so of course, uh, I know who you are, obviously, but uh, the listeners may not. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Cool, yeah. Uh, my name's Pete Moss. Um, I live in Nelson, BC. been planting since 2005. Um, yeah, I started working on the East Kootenays, kind of bouncing around to Alberta, the northern BC and the coast for my first bunch of years. And then I slowly kind of migrated over to Nelson. Um, and yeah, kind of the last six years, I've been just straight out of Nelson working for West Arm Silviculture. And it's been really good just working from home. Um, yeah, we got like all kinds of different work that we do. We do, we start out with some tree planting, move into some brushing throughout June and July and August. And then, uh, yeah, we get some conifer release kind of work, fuel mods, uh, burning contracts, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm busy from basically March till December, just working from home now. And it, it's been, it's been super good. So you're like the jack of all silviculture trades, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Last year we worked like my last day was December 21st. It was insane. Damn. Yeah. And then just like pop straight into the ski season and kind of just spend the rest of my year out in the backcountry, sled, sled touring and getting after it. Yeah. That's pretty good. So Loving I'm on the West Yeah, totally. Uh, and the snow's already falling. Snow's already falling. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's super deep out here already. I haven't been out, but a bunch of homies have been out there getting it, and uh, it's looking pretty wild. Like, I'm just waiting to buy a new sled, and then I'm going to be hitting it hard here, hopefully, in the next week or two. So I actually don't know this story. Um, how did you get into tree planting originally? Um, 
So my dad was the forester for Tenbeck out of Cranbrook. And at the time I was 18 working at Burger King. And he's like, hey, Pete, how'd you like to try tree planting? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try it out. So he brought me out to uh, Bob Shooter's camp out in, uh, I don't know, Wycliffe or something. And got to check out the camp and I did a couple weekend plants. So I was in like grade 12 in high school or something and uh, did a couple weekend things there and kind of got stoked on it and then was super down. I was already making like way more than I would at Burger King. So yeah, I committed and then went straight to Alberta and finished the rest of the summer off out there. It's kind of kind of wild out in Alberta, a little bit different than the BC plant right off the start. But yeah, I liked it. And the next year I just went, came back and we've been hooked ever since. So you went for the summer plant, like after you finished high school, basically. Yeah. 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 I did like four weekends in high school, grade 12, and then went straight to Alberta. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so how many seasons ago was that for you? Oh my God. Well, that was in 2005. So yeah, like 15 years ago, I guess. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. You left the uh, BK lounge for better pastures. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good decision. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was making like seven bucks an hour at the time (laughs) at at Burger King there and, and then uh, started making the big bucks right after that. So yeah, I was hooked. And had you heard much about, planting before especially with your dad being a forester like did you have an idea of what you were getting into or or not really I pretty much had no idea what I was getting into Um, (laughs) yeah for some reason I just liked it I just liked being around all the people all the different types of people and liked being outside and and like yeah it was just super it was way different than working at Burger King so I, I was just like straight stoked so how has tree planting changed or impacted your life? Um, it's, it's changed my life because like, I don't know, I just like being outdoors and it's just a sweet way to connect with nature for me. And um, I'm not that type of indoorsy type of worker where, um, you know, I can't, there's no way I'd be able to sit at a desk all day or work in a shop all day. Like I just need to be out in the mountains, like out in nature, checking out different zones, breathing in that fresh air. Like, and yeah, just like the people that we work with too, it's just so nice. Like, yeah, I think it's just all about being outdoors for me and in the mountains. Yeah, right on. So yeah, through your 15 seasons, of course, uh, you know better than than anybody else what tree planting is like. So I'm curious, like the first thing that comes to mind when I ask this question, so don't don't overthink it too much. Um, what is your favorite tree planting memory? Favorite tree planting memory? Hmm. Just like first one popping into your head. Um... Okay. Yeah, I got one, uh, riding. So there's like all the different ways, uh, transportation to work. 
you know, like you take a truck, obviously, you take a helicopter, or you take a boat. Um, I took a train to to work one day. What? Yeah, yeah, we trained in and uh, got dropped off at the block, and then we trained out. Oh, sick! Where was that? Uh, that was on up. Uh, we were like at the Was camp, so uh top of vancouver island there oh yeah yeah um, yeah somewhere somewhere up in that zone yeah, yeah oh that's so weird, cool weird ways of transportation like that was probably the, one of the most interesting ones yeah i almost did a train job once like it was a an isolated contract and yeah we were going to take the train to get up there um but then it was i don't know the, it had been decommissioned for a while and so there was some part of it that was broken and so we ended up flying in and setting up camp that way instead. So I never got to do that. But I mean, it's kind of unique for you too now because they're not operating that train anymore as of like the last like, oh, year yeah. or two. So okay. that's cool. Nice. So it's like nobody else will ever get to do that in Canada probably. Sick. Unless they're like hopping on a train, but that's not really the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, what's your worst tree planting memory? Oh, worst tree plant memory. Um, probably okay. Right back to Was. Uh, yeah, this one fall contract, we showed up and we we're setting up camp, and uh, you know the the cook shack rolls in. We get you know a few truckloads of similar camp. One of the trucks broke down in uh, Vancouver. The one that had all the fire places um so yeah when we got there it started raining and it didn't stop raining for a couple weeks this truck um whatever shop it was at it wasn't able to get the part or something um and got trapped in vancouver for i think like a week and a half or two weeks like so it was like we were doing three in ones it was like three or four shifts um so basically an eternity yeah it was like it felt forever and it was just torrential downpour. we were just soaked for so long and you know there's no chance of ever drying anything out and like you know stuff was getting moldy people were getting pretty pretty mad and and uh nobody knew what was going on with this truck eventually it ended up getting fixed and stuff showed up but that was, um, that was like one of my worst memories off the top of my head, for sure. Yeah, I can imagine, especially being literally the only bush camp ever on the coast um, with no drying capabilities. That would be, that would be hellish. Yeah. Especially in WASC, because like there's not even really anywhere to go to dry your stuff. No, no there's nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... You know, looking forward, I mean, it's always kind of a a difficult question, perhaps slightly loaded, because um, you know you can't really predict the future. But but what's your intentions uh, moving forward with planting? Like, do you do you intend to keep doing it? You know, for like as long as as whatever? Do you have an exit game, or what's your what's your thoughts there? Um. Yeah, I definitely would like to exit within a year or five years or so like it'd be sweet to get into some more chill 
types of routines. Um, right now I kind of got this little tincture biz on the go that seems like it could be a good exit way out here within the next few years, as long as it kind of keeps flowing the way that it is, it seems to be going really well right now. But, um, yeah, I kind of just have this upcoming little business that seems to be doing better and better as we go. Like as of right now, I've been in business for one year selling, uh, six different types of tinctures that I've come up with. And, um, yeah, if I can play my cards right this winter, uh, you know, I'll have my website ready to go and I'll be in a few more shops. I'm already in a few different shops. And uh, every, basically everything is like online sales at the moment. Um, and it seems to be going really well. So it's it's a super lucrative biz for me because I harvest a lot of my products basically out in the bush, which I've found during tree planting or brushing or sometime when I've been out working or whatever. And, um, and then I'm kind of like starting to make my own alcohol and using that to, uh, do the extractions with. And yeah, I'm like learning, I'm learning a lot right now and uh, it seems to be blowing up. So I, I feel like this could be a, a way out within the next couple of years, which I'm, I'm super stoked about right now. Yeah. Right on. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a perfect segue into kind of talking about all of this. So, so yeah, tell us a bit more about your business. Um, like, does it, does it have a name and kind of how did it come about? And yeah, I mean, you're, you're a year in now. So yeah, just tell us all about kind of the process of, uh, of yeah, how you, how you got this set up and started doing it. So, um, yeah, like I've always been after a lot of the mushrooms that grow in our forest around here. And last fall I came across this mushroom called the the turkey tail, which is like super fascinating, beautiful looking mushroom. Comes in a lot of different shapes and colors. Uh, they look like turkey tails. They're like sometimes purple, blue, red, green, brown. Like they're so fascinating to find. And yeah, I finally found a, a sweet patch last fall. And uh, yeah, I was like, I came back to town and talked to my uh, mushroom guy. I was like, hey, hey, buds, like, you know, if I picked a bunch of these, would you, uh, do you want to buy them? He's like, oh, yeah, like, pick as many as you can. I'll, I'll buy them all. So, like, I went out back out that weekend with another homie and um, picked as many as we could within a few days, came back, sold them all. He's like, yeah, yeah, bring more. And the next weekend I brought more. And and then I ended up having too many. Like, he, he was like, I can't buy any more. Like, I was like, well, shit, there's so many mushrooms, so many of these turkey tails out there that I just got to keep getting them. So we kept on going back. And I ended up, I was just like, I turned my house into a little dry shack. I was drying and breaking them down and, and like setting them up for storage. And, and I was like trying to find other buyers, but nobody was really down except for this one health food store. They're buying the, uh, I don't know, like 40 pounds here and there or whatever. But 
yeah, I ended up with so many that I was like, shit, I should turn this into my own uh, medicine. So I started tincturing that, which turned into me wanting to come up with a few other products at the time. So my first product was the, the turkey tail mushroom, um, which is super good for you. It's like a super immunity, immune modulating mushroom. It has like a healthy balance of beneficial bacteria. It has like these anti-tumor, anti-cancer properties. Some people take it for reducing the side effects of cancer treatments and all this stuff. I was just so fascinated about like all these crazy benefits that I was like, shit, what else could I do? I was like, well, you know, like chaga also grows out here. So I was like, shit, I should find some chaga. And, you know, I came across a few chunks here and there and, and, um, started collecting that as well. And then, um, I had a few other little ideas on the go, like the sleepy sauce came up next. And then the fireball cider kind of was something that I was always after. And then, um, I have a buddy in Caslow who also grows medicinal mushrooms like lion's mane and reishi and stuff like that so um started talking to him a bit um i took a mushroom growing course as well like i kind of learned how to inoculate my own logs and stuff so i got a bunch of different types of mushrooms going underneath my cabin right now i got like a bunch of edible mushrooms and then a, a few medicinals um, but yeah, so it turned into a line of product. I got six different bottles on the go right now. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of just selling them through word of mouth and Instagram and Facebook posts. Uh, they're like super good. So like, yeah, the fireball cider is like an immune boosting tincture that people seem to really like right now. Like with COVID, it's crazy. Like, everybody's all about these immune boosters right and so like turkey tail chaga that's like it's just your immune modulator i got a lion's mane which is a cognitive mushroom that really it helps with like memory focus um i have uh the sleepy sauce which is like my elixir for relaxate for relaxation um which is all like a big blend of herbs. It was like mostly Tulsi, chamomile, passion flower, uh, St. John's wort, bit of yarrow, uh, Damiana and licorice. So yeah, it's super calming, kind of chill, um, elixir that I got going on. And, um, yeah, it seems to be going really well. Um, I'm using some homemade alcohol as well. So everything's like either hand-picked, homemade, or organically sourced. And I'm super stoked on what I'm doing right now. It's super exhilarating, and it makes me super happy to be able to hook up my friends and family with good, like, locally made medicine. Yeah, yeah. No, that's super rad. Um, it's interesting because I was actually 
listening to a lot of podcasts while I was planting this summer because I've gotten super interested in like foraging um and that was inspired even a little bit by Raph like at Boreal Folk her apothecary business that her and her partner have that you know after I talked to them here on the show um I started to like pay more attention a bit to when I was planting and just like kind of picking some stuff up and then even listening to yeah other podcasts and so even some of the stuff you mentioned there like I know St. John's Wort especially is just like like a super medicine for like everything and um and I'm curious as well, because it's something that I've like considered putting a bit more time into, um, maybe not so much with like tinctures and stuff, but just, yeah, like kind of forging and, you know, getting my Mostly. own stuff a little bit. But did you just like, did you teach yourself or, and like, what made you want to do like tinctures right off the bat, like from the mushrooms and stuff? Like, how did that all come about? Um, yeah, like. Basically, the best way to preserve and uh, the easiest way to use uh, a medicinal mushroom um, or for your body to accept the benefits is to turn it to a tincture. Okay. So, like, obviously, you can dry it and then you can make a tea, but that's, like, a really big process. To, to make a turkey tail chaga tea or, like, a reishi or whatever, you know, like, you got to dry the mushrooms and then you got to have, like, you know, your big, big bag of mushrooms that takes up shitload of space in your, on your shelf or whatever, like you can turn it to a tincture and it becomes more easily accessible for your body to accept all these benefits. Um, it's easier to take, you know, you can just boom, wake up in the morning, have a few droppers full or like, I, I really like adding all the mushrooms to my coffee. So in the morning, I'm, I make uh, like a bulletproof coffee. I'll do turkey tail, chaga, lion's mane um, with like, you know, make it pretty dank. I, I throw in some cayenne, throw in some butter, coconut oil, whatever, make pretty fancy coffee every morning. But um, yeah, it's uh, like turning it to tinctures is just a, a good, easy, simple way to store it. It lasts forever and like yeah just it's just so much easier to have it as a tincture yeah no that makes sense um and then you know just for like the start of all this and like you know finding those mushrooms and stuff last fall was like was this did this kind of start from like when you were planting or from like your bushwork and stuff like I'm curious like if this was sort of influenced at all from from your tree planting career or if it's kind of yeah 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 um, for sure. I never really saw too many mushrooms tree planting. Um, I actually started finding them a lot more when I was timber cruising. I started, I did a little like kind of a few off seasons, like a few summers and a few falls of timber cruising. And, uh, that's when I started really coming across the mushrooms. Cause you know, you're, you're underneath the canopy. You're not in a cup block. They're definitely the mushrooms are, are growing under the canopy a lot more than out in the cut blocks and stuff. So I started finding some pines, some chanterelles, and then I was like, Oh, turkey tails. And then, and then I started finding out more and more about some, some of these medicinal mushrooms and, um, was after those a little bit more. 
and realized that they were growing around here. And then that's when I was like, shit, like, oh, I should harvest these and like I could make my own teas. And then I was like, oh, well, making tea is sweet, but it'd be cool to turn it to tincture. Maybe I'll try to turn it to tincture. And then I started these little small, weird little batches. And um, yeah, I kind of, I was reading a few books and then I was kind of researching some stuff online. And then I got a few friends here in Nelson who are making lots of different tinctures and stuff. And so I asked them for some help. And then, uh, yeah, I got a few friends in Vancouver doing some stuff. So, yeah, a little bit of research plus plus uh, some help from my friends. And, and that's kind of, yeah, just mostly self-taught, which has been working out just fine so far yeah well and it sounds like you know because if you've been at this a year you know like you really like got into it pretty quick and and launched stuff too which is like super awesome um to be able to spend you know because it it can take a lot of time to figure that stuff out so you're obviously really into it because um yeah, to just like start doing it and then yeah, have, you know, like six different products now you said, like that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I you know, I still got lots of friends working in the the industry who are like, "Oh yeah, Pete, you know, he's after the mushrooms." So once in a while people are like, "Hey, yo, we found like this giant uh lion's mane out here like, you know, would you want it?" or like, "Hey, yeah, we you know, we know where this like giant patch of nettles that like you know you should come check it out like it's so cool how the word kind of just spreads super fast and and how the community kind of comes together to help each other out like everybody's into it around here it seems like cool and so you said you've got yeah like six different tinctures right now do you have any others like in the works like are you kind of going to try and build the business right now just around that or are you are you always like expanding and trying different different kinds or what's up with that i have a few little like ideas for some other concoctions but right now i'm trying to focus on um staying ahead of the game with what i got because uh having six right now is hard enough as it is Mm -hmm. um to keep my supply up for the demand um especially living in this little cabin that i'm in right now it's like some of the stuff it takes up a lot of room uh you need a lot of storage space for um batches that you're getting ready and product that's already done and um it's it's full-on having the six on the go so like maybe in the future when i can move into a bigger place then uh, that might be a bit more of a thing, but I think right now just keeping my supply up and not running out of anything is is my biggest goal at the moment. But yeah, you know, like there is other stuff out there that I want to wildcraft and and get into in the future. And I have my eyes on a few different things, but right now I'm just definitely just going to focus on what I got. And so out of all the products that you have, um, especially for planters, what's like the one that you would recommend the most? Mm. Probably the Fireball Cider. It's uh, my immune-boosting tonic. 
Um, it's made up of a lot of ginger, turmeric, and garlic. And then I add um, horseradish, rosemary, oregano, onion, jalapeno, uh, habanero, lemon, black pepper. And then that's all soaked in apple cider vinegar for six weeks. And then I just strain everything out and it becomes this, this, this super like immune boosting, antiviral, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial. Um, it's super good for digestion, improved circulation. So it's just like it's something so good that just keeps your body flowing and healthy throughout the tree planting season. Like, especially the anti-inflammatory and the immune boosting properties of this stuff. It's just so good. Like, like I basically, I, I have one of these in the truck at all times. Like basically I roll around with my fireball cider and the mossy mushroom blend to keep people like just super energized, healthy and keep their immune systems up because we run ourselves down so hard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's wild. And so, because this is something like I haven't actually, I don't have a ton of experience with tinctures myself. So like with all of this stuff, you know, cause I, I do have, I guess the little bit of understanding I have with tinctures is it's, you're generally taking like a couple drops of something like, and putting it in something else or how, like, how does it work with, with your tinctures um, in terms of, yeah, like taking no, it, yeah, do you I just take a like- bit or bottles that like 100 mil bottles that are generally like a month or two months supply but it has these like droppers and you just kind of pump up the dropper and, and you fill it right up and you take three to five droppers full okay once or twice a day and you put it underneath your tongue and you kind of slosh it around in your mouth for try to keep it in there for about 20 seconds 20 30 seconds and uh, and then your body just soaks it in and um, goes straight in. And it's just, yeah, some people like, you know, like think that the medicine can taste pretty strong. So they add it to water. You can add it to a cup of water or, you know, you can put it in your bottle of water or you can add it to your coffee. You can put it in your smoothie if you don't like the taste. Um, but generally like all this stuff tastes really good. Like some people don't like apple cider vinegar that much or like the taste of garlic or ginger. And yeah, I completely understand that. So a lot of people put the fireball cider in a bit of water. Okay. Um, but like the mushroom tinctures, it has that good woody kind of foresty flavor to it. Like most tree planters probably like that kind of stuff. And so I'm curious too, because this would have been, I guess, really your first season when you were planting and just all the other bushwork you were doing as well, you know, like having your tinctures that you made. So did you notice uh, a difference for you this year? Like, um, or just like in general now, since you've been, been taking them and, um, you know, maybe what planters can kind of uh, expect that it, that it might help them out with. Oh, for sure. Well, I've been on, I mean, it's the first year that I launched my products, but I've been I've been making the tinctures for a couple of years off and on, but also buying 
um, tinctures to my other friends who've been making them for a bunch of years now. So I've kind of always been on this kind of stuff, but I noticed that, yeah, you know, for the fire starter, yeah, you know, if you feel like a cold coming on or a sore throat or you're have a sore stomach or, you know, you have some inflammation, boom, you hit that, you kick that sickness that's coming at you right away. If you notice that it's coming on, you hit it, boom, like it's gone. Um, the, you know, especially with the, the mossy mushroom blend, you know, those immune modulating properties, like if you're hitting that kind of stuff every single day, you're not going to sick, be getting sick. Like I haven't been sick in a few years now. Um, stuff like that, you know, like the lion's man, uh, the longer you take some of these medicinal mushrooms, the more benefits end up coming up in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then a lot of people that I've kind of been getting on the products, they keep coming back because they're realizing that these benefits are, they're like long lasting and, you know, you're kicking these sicknesses that you know they're never actually coming up if you're if you're continually on these products you're going to be good to go okay so lastly um i always like to wrap up with this question uh what is one piece of advice you would give anyone who's considering going tree planting or perhaps has already decided they're going to be going planting for their first time uh this upcoming season I'd say um, hit me up on Instagram and get the, uh, the full the full lineup of the Pete Moss products, and you should be good to go. Like if you want to keep <laughs> your energy levels up and you want to keep your immune system strong, if you want to have good sleeps, you come talk to me, and uh, and I'll set you up with a package and ship it worldwide. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, excellent marketing there, by the way. pete well thanks so much for coming on here and uh yeah chatting with me and chatting about your products and yeah it's super cool because it's something i've been kind of interested in myself so it's cool to hear people doing it and um and yeah and yeah planters supporting planters so it's awesome yeah yeah for sure i like that was kind of a dream thing uh this spring was like Oh, I'd love to be more connected with some camps and get a lot of planters on some of this stuff because it just goes so well. But uh, I think maybe with this podcast, the word might get out a little bit more. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, So yeah, we'll, uh, you know, I'll link all this stuff in the show notes. And uh, of course, we'll, we'll stay tuned for when your website like officially launches as well. Um, But I mean, social media is pretty, pretty easy way to to get yeah, a hold of you too it sounds like so hit me up on facebook pete moss on facebook or uh pete moss ball sauce on instagram um you can personal message me on there i got a list of all my products and stuff write-ups about it and a bunch of photos and stuff like that so looking forward to hearing from anybody out there hit me up